0: Sangram here, I got a special announcement for you. I have been part of the Peak Community for almost a year now. And here is the thing, less than 1% of the marketers become CMOs. And you know what's even harder? Staying a CMO without a high caliber peer network that can help you beat the odds. In Peak Community, they build a community around you by creating exclusive events and experiences to help you become 1% better each week so you can get promoted have an impact and do the best work of your life this episode that you're listening to is an example of the conversation that happened literally every single day in the peak community so check out the link is below if you want to be part of it it's only for marketers so make sure you're not a lurker but someone who want to have an impact and do the best work of your life let's go Hey everybody, my name is Nina Butler and I am the Director of Demand Generation at Alice. And for today's session, I'm going to be talking about how Alice has used our own product to influence upwards of 75% of our own pipeline. It's all in the power of gifting. So before we hop on into today's content, I wanted to share a bit more about me. So while in my nine to five, I am the Director of Demand Generation at Alice, In my five to nine, and my five to nine are the things I like to do outside of my nine to five responsibilities that will bring me joy and actually feed my passion and excitement inside of my nine to five role, is I am a huge New England sports fan. I have been born and raised in the greater Boston area. I eat, sleep, breathe, all things sports related. Um, I lived on the West Coast for a while and I had to come back because I missed my, my home team so much. So I get really fired up depending on the professional sport that's live at the season. Second thing about me is I am a full-blown beach worshiper. Um, I'm the best version of myself when I'm beside a body of ocean, whether I'm in it or on it or just near it. And then last but certainly not least, um, I absolutely love reggae music. So when I'm having a stressful day or I just need to zone out for a bit, I'll flip something on. Um, But now that you know a bit more about me, here are some of the things we're going to be talking about today. So next to events, which we know events have changed a little bit, Direct mail or dimensional mail or physical gifting is the second most effective way to drive engagement with your target audience, especially if you are prospecting or trying to drive engagement with a more senior audience. And that makes sense, right? Our channels have become so saturated that we're actually looking for ways to differentiate our outreach. And physical mail or personal gifting is a really effective way to do that but we know that we're moving away from this concept where it's all about the quantity of our touches and it's more about the quality of those moments that we're delivering to our audience is where we're actually seeing businesses win today. And so today I'm gonna break down how we at Alice have used our own product of Alice in our sales and marketing funnels to drive that meaningful engagement, to spur that action with the accounts that we care most about and to influence upwards of 75% of our own pipeline. So the top three things you'll walk away today knowing is one, the best moments to introduce personal gifting along your customer's journey. Number two will be our own process for using Alice throughout those different pivotal moments. And then number three, I'm going to be sharing some tips and tricks to maximize the impact and effort that you are able to see with all your investments that you make with gifting. But before we hop on into it, let's take a trip down memory lane and think a little bit about how exactly we've gotten to today's present state where our our channels are highly competitive. It's really hard to drive differentiated experiences. Let's think about how we've actually arrived there over a historic journey from B2B selling and marketing. So we'll get in our time machines. We'll go 1980s, honestly a little bit prior. And this was really the relationship era. And it was one in which people were literally going door to door, office to office, and they were cultivating these truly personal one-to-one experiences and moments between the seller and the buyer. And as a result, they were able to effectively build rapport with their buyers. They were able to capitalize on that truly one-to-one nature of their relationship. And as a result, people ended up buying from those that they knew, liked, and trusted. But over time, we realized that there are some severe scalability limitations with literally having to create these relationships face to face. And so now that everybody nearly had a desk phone in the 1990s, we were really catapulted into the smile and dial era. And instead of knocking on people's doors, we were knocking on people's voicemails. And things became a little bit more activity based. It definitely started to become a numbers game. And if you were able to successfully make a connect with somebody on the other end of the line, that's where you served up your generic sales pitch. And that worked for quite some time, right? Because although you were able to scale the quantity of dials you could get in a day, you ended up compromising the experience for the person on the receiving end of that moment. But that was okay because you were able to touch a lot more people. And now, really, for the past two decades, we've been living in this hyper-automated world. We are fully entrenched in the automation era. And it's really with the advent of tech that we've discovered, we can hit our buyers across multiple channels with differentiated messaging, and it's been sophisticated enough to get people to buy. But now that we've been able to automate those interactions, while we've maximized the efficiency Now this piece of technology actually sits between us and our buyers. And although, again, that maximized efficiency is seen, it's really minimized that buyer's experience in so many ways. And over time, we've really prioritized scale and reach with our ability to deliver a personal experience to our audience. And now there's this impersonal buffer sitting between us and them. And so now we flash forward to today. And I love this quote from Adobe CEO. And essentially what he's saying is that People aren't so much buying for the product as they are, as much as the experience now. And it's really the sum of all the moments throughout that customer's journey that stays with the buyer. And it ultimately, those are those moments that influence where the person chooses to spend their time, money, and resources on. And buyers want to have those actual relationships to the people that they're buying from. People don't want to be optimized in a cadence. People don't want to be treated like a number. Our buyers have never been more sophisticated and been able to smell out those one-to-many experiences more than they can present day. And so if we're able to actually deliver on this concept of being personal, being personal pays. If you commit yourself to delivering a strategy, whether you're on the sales or marketing side, to create those truly personal moments for your audience, it's going to lead to that higher brand awareness and higher brand recall. It's going to increase those retention rates and potential um, overall values of those accounts. And ultimately you're just gonna see a better return on your accounts investments. And so in order to deliver a phenomenal experience to our modern day buyers and maximize that action that we need in order to hit our really aggressive numbers, we need to normalize these trend lines when we think about our ability to be personal while also doing it at scale. And so we've dubbed this new experience that we find ourselves in today, the personal experience era. And this era is completely reliant upon us transforming as many of those one-to-many touches like I talked about into truly personal one-to-one moments with our audiences. And that's where people are winning deals today. And so here at Alice, we really firmly believe that the companies that get closest to their customers win at the end of the day. And our personal experience platform helps you get closer than ever before through one-to-one gifting. So whether you are selling to or marketing to or servicing a subset of your audience, gifting is a really effective way to deliver those one-to-one moments at scale. So for folks who might be a little bit unfamiliar with Alice, here's a quick high level over how it works before I actually dive into the plays that you can consider either on the seller's side or the marketer side to effectively drive those relationships with your audience. So step one is Alice actually helps you get to know your audience better. And I started today's presentation introducing not just Nina, who heads up our demand and strategy here, but who... Nina is in her five to nine. What makes Nina Nina? What makes Nina different than every other demand gem marketer? And that's because I'm fueled by a lot, a variety of different personal interests. And those personal interests actually influence how I operate in my nine to five responsibilities and how I actually choose to to buy my software at the end of the day. And so Alice will actually help you uncover what exactly are your prospects or your customers five to nine interests? What makes them them? And then once you know a little bit more about them, you can send them a perfectly tailored gift that actually complements what those relevant interests are of that person. And that is so distinct from how typical outreach is today thats all about driving home persons nine to five, right? I see your demand gen marketer. You must care about these metrics. My solution can help you get X, Y, Z results. And that's good and fine, but that's table stakes. People have been conditioned to understand that they're going to be approached like they are in terms of their corporate responsibilities. But so seldom do people actually reach out to you on that personal level and prioritize that person ahead of the marketable persona. So once you're able to send a perfectly tailored gift, you actually invite them into the relationship. This is all about establishing reciprocity with your audience. By allowing somebody to then pick whatever the gift is ultimately that they'd like to claim, potentially something catches their eye in the marketplace that better resonates with their five to nine interests. From there, you're able to actually establish that sense of reciprocity in your relationship. And that's effectively where you can start to bring your one-to-one or one-to-many experiences down to -to one-to-one with your audience. And then you're able to actually perfectly tailor your follow-up and all subsequent messaging to that person because you now suddenly have a glance into what exactly is happening with them with your personal gifting efforts. Unlike legacy direct mail and that it's a bit of a black box. Once you send things out the mail, you don't quite know what happens to them. So now that you know a little bit more about how exactly Alice works, I'm going to take you through some very specific parts in the selling and marketing funnel where you can actually think about personal gifting as a way to transform those transactions into truly one-to-one moments. So when I think about the intention behind gifting in its simplest form, Gifting is meant to either motivate or reward a desired behavior or action that you want with your audience. And if you actually think about what that means, in that there are dozens upon dozens of inflection points in that customer's journey. And as a marketer and a seller in B2B, we're responsible for just getting the audience to take that next step in the relationship with us, right? We don't need them to go from zero to 100 through one email. Instead, we need them to go from that brand awareness ad to enrolling in our email stream, to then attending an event, to then joining a group webinar, to then potentially getting on the phone with a singular salesperson, right? And so gifting is the way to actually help that person leapfrog more efficiently and more effectively throughout that customer's journey, because you're using gifting as the carrot on the stick to actually help them take that next step and then rewarding them for doing so. And so we use gifting a ton here at Alice, naturally. Sometimes I think I have the best job in the world. I get to enable personal gifting at scale um, for both myself and our customers. But ultimately, we use gifting throughout everything. So awareness and consideration, top of funnel behavior, we use gifting. When we think about actual conversion and potentially landing that deal, that's where the majority of our own gifting use case comes in. And then when we actually think about driving adoption and loyalty on the CS and the account management side of the house, you better believe that there are tons of gifting opportunities to do so. And then hopefully you are building up a total fan base that actually goes out and refers and advocates for your brand on your behalf. And of course you want to incentivize and reward behavior like that and gifting is a really effective way to do so. So today I'm going to do a breakdown of four of the primary ways in which marketers on our team use Alice to build our own pipeline. And then we're gonna talk about three different sales use cases that our BDRs and account executives here at Alice use to help themselves open new business meetings and get deals won. So the use cases I'll talk about today on the marketing side are going to be about using gifting to help increase your registration rates, whether they be for webinars or events or seminars that you might be hosting either in-person or digitally. We're gonna talk about gifting as a way to not just get people to register, but most importantly, get them to actually show up and engage. And then we're gonna talk about content engagement and content engagement leads lots of things to lots of different marketers, but we'll kind of share um, generally speaking, how you can use gifting as the way to incentivize that engagement. And then we're gonna talk about customer referrals, how to make the most out of those promoters of your brand. So the first use case I'll talk through is using gifting to drive webinar or event registration. So, there are so many options out there for events right now. How do you get someone to register for your event and webinar over the others? Gifting registrants as soon as they sign up and enticing them with that promotional language to do so is a really effective way of helping you hit your registration targets you need on the marketer's side. So, step one with this play is thinking about what exactly do I want my promotional hook to be for this particular event? So, I recommend here time boxing your incentives. And when I say time box, I mean, Choose a moment in time to help drive a sense of urgency to get registrations up over a shorter period of time. So maybe you want to say, "Everybody that registers for this event by this Friday is eligible to receive a gift for doing so," or maybe you want to say, "The first 500 registrants to our event will be eligible to receive a gift." Think about whatever makes sense from you, from both a budgetary standpoint and what you think will actually resonate most with your audience, and then include that promotional language across all the distribution. So think about all your different distribution channels. Every time you have a piece of promotion going out for that event, make sure you're including that carrot on a stick because that's actually what's going to help entice people to click register. Then once folks actually register, make sure that you've set up operationally speaking what you need in the workflows internally to make sure that those folks can receive gifts. Alice customers actually have a beautiful component of our platform where they can automate all this activity right out of their marketing automation platform. But that's not to say you always need to use our product to do that, Um, just make sure that you have the right workflows in place so people can actually get what they need. The last tip I'll make here if you're thinking about using gifting to get your webinar and event registrations up is to use a gift that actually complements the theme of the experience. So potentially your event is all about growing your bottom line. Maybe you consider sending a succulent planner gift out to those folks. But again, if they're using the Alice platform, they have the ability to exchange that gift for something they might prefer better to always make sure they walk away with something they like. Maybe you don't necessarily have a theme with your gift either. You can consider using something to just help make that remote viewing more enjoyable. So maybe you send along a pair of wireless headphones to help their listening experience be improved. Or maybe you wanna send along a rocket notebook to help them take notes as they go. Whatever it is, it's a really nice gesture to have that gift thematically complement the angle of the event. The next use case I'll talk about is using gifting to not just drive registration rates, but to also drive show rates. So getting people to register your event is one thing, but now because the barrier to entry is so low for our digital events, people aren't the hook for hotel rooms booked, flights to the host city, right? There's so less friction in the process. And as a result, people's attentions are vied across many things. And so when day of comes to actually attend, sometimes it's a lot easier just to say, I'll catch the demand recording afterward. But instead, use gifting as a way to actually make sure that people show up day of. Using gifting to incentivize that attendance in webinars and gifting them after the event is a really great way to help you get there. So in this particular use case, potentially you wanna promote that incentive pre-event. right? So while the previous example I shared said, anybody that registered by end of week is eligible to get a gift, potentially you wanna say, anybody that registers by end of week and shows up will also receive a gift or will receive a gift instead. And then just make sure again, internally you have those right workflows in place. So the moment that people actually do attend and they're that segment of your audience that's met all the different criteria in your promotional language, that you do have a way to effectively send them that gift afterward. And you can always just position it as a thanks for attending, and then potentially you wanna redirect them right to that on-demand content afterward. The third use case I'll talk about is using gifting as a way to encourage content engagement. So we do this a lot here at Alice, naturally. But competing to get your prospects or your customers to read your latest report or watch your demo video or even take a survey after an experience can be really difficult because, again, our prospects and customers' attentions are divided across so many things right now, and digital is so saturated. So how do you actually compel them to do the behavior that you want? You can consider gifting. So in this particular scenario, you start with thinking about what exactly is that cornerstone piece of content that we want to promote? So recently at Alice, we launched a new content repository. We named it University. And it was really important to us that we got some initial signups for universities. So that way we could build up our own marketable database, just specifically curious about the content we're curating in there. And then we can start to remarket to those folks and start to drive deeper relationships with them. So in order to incentivize the signup for universities, that way they could consume all that content. We attached a gift to it so anybody that registers for university gets a gift automatically and that experience is really compelling for a couple of different reasons. One it's establishing a sense of reciprocity again with our relationships with our audience if they take the time to register for our university and check out some of our on demand classes. In turn, we should be reciprocating that investment. Um, And by doing so in a way that feels really, really good to them on the other end, they're more likely to go out and want to promote and propel that content beyond what we're able to. So if somebody were able to come to your page, whether that be via email, landing page, whatever it might be, make sure that you have that promotional language front and center, because that's ultimately what you want to hook them. And then hopefully the content's so good that it pays dividends and helps you get that lead score up or however you structure your, your scoring mechanism. And then again, the moment somebody either downloads the white paper, views the ebook, again, depending on that cornerstone piece of content and the metric that you as a marketer care most about impacting, have the gifting immediately follow after. So the last marketing-led use case I'll talk about is using gifting as a way to promote customer referrals. Um, So as many marketers know, word of mouth marketing is the most influential form of marketing, but it's oftentimes the hardest to generate and most unpredictable. So we recommend building a referral engine that actually rewards customers with a gift for doing so. And your appreciation will actually drive more of that continued behavior with your audience. So step one in this instance is make sure you actually set up a referral program. Make sure you can actually track it and measure and uh, report against it. And then once you have those mechanisms in place, actually reward and thank your customers who do refer your company with a thank you gift. In this particular activation, we really recommend using swag here. And swag is a beautifully interesting thing um, that I think many marketers feel conflicted by. They love to see their logo in the lights, right? They love to see all their pens and T-shirts and all all your goodies out in market that people are wearing or using. But the truth of the matter is, if that person is in a different part of their customer journey with you and your brand, the likelihood or lack thereof of them actually using or wearing your swag is dramatically impacted. And so, so often do I see marketers, frankly, waste money on branded goods when that customer they're sending it to is way too early in that customer's journey to actually have effectively built up any brand loyalty against them. Instead, in a scenario like this, where if a customer is actively referring and promoting your brand on your behalf, you know that you have a lifelong fan in them. And as a result, it's much more effective and much more appropriate to actually thank them with a piece of branded product. So this is the use case in which we really recommend folks explore swag. All right, so we've talked a little bit about using Alice or personal gifting to get your registration rates up for your events, to actually drive those show rates for your events, to incentivize content engagement or promote customer referrals, So now we'll actually talk about three different use cases that we execute on the sales side between our BDRs and account executives and account managers to, again, effectively create moments for our audience, because that's what it's about at the end of the day. So this is our bread and butter. This is actually how Alice built Alice. We built the majority of our business's pipeline in the early days on us just using our own product to open selling conversations with the prospects that we wanted to get in front of. And so there are two different ways you can think about using gifting for a cold door opener. But before I launch into them, it's really important to understand that there's actually another dimension of gifting when you think about using it to spark a new business relationship. And a lot of that has to do with making sure that it's the right moment in time to be reaching out to that person. And when I say right moment in time, I mean right for them, not necessarily right for you. And so we use lots of data to help inform the intent of a singular person at an overall account to make sure that we're actually maximizing the point in that customer journey in which we are looking to make an investment in personal gifting to help motivate that relationship forward. And so this takes marketing and sales alignment, it takes clear definition around who your ideal customer profile is, who exactly those primary personas are that are most important to reach out to, and then and only then, once you've done all that upfront homework, are you going to be able to actually see the results that you want if you make an investment around gifting at this point in time. So step one, once you've identified your ideal customer profile prospects that are demonstrating that high level of intent, you can go one of two ways. It's like a choose your own adventure. The first being you can actually send a seed video to that prospect, letting them know that you would like to send something their way. This helps build intrigue and excitement, and it's almost um, like a, a, a leave behind, right, if you will, before the person actually gets to see the grant reveal. And in and of that of own experience, their likelihood to end up accepting that gift and getting a conversation going with you is much higher. However, you can also combine video and gift into that initial email if you prefer. So we have both options up there on the screen, but either way, the NCTA with both of these pieces of outreach is to reserve time and book a meeting with an account executive to actually keep the conversation going. And oftentimes the tips that folks ask me most about when they're like, all right, Nina, I'm ready to start making this investment. I really see it as an effective way to get new business meetings booked. What value should I gift my prices at? Right? I need to under I need to share with you that it's not so much the dollar amount as it's a much about the perceived value of the gift that you're leading with in that relationship. And I'll tell you what I mean by that distinction. If someone were to send me a $25 Amazon gift card in exchange for a 30 minute meeting, I wouldn't bite on that. And I wouldn't bite on it because I can very clearly see the price tag that somebody has put the pr- on my time. And that's an interesting situation to be in as as a a buyer of a product, right? As opposed to somebody taking the time to understand that I'm Nina, I love sports, I love being on the water, and maybe instead of sending me a $25 Amazon gift card, they send me a, a waterproof speaker to take with me to the beach the next time I go. That might be well under $25, but the perceived level of effort that that person's taken the time to know who I am as an individual and make that type of investment in exchange for some of my time, I'm much more likely to convert on that. And so make sure that you're always thinking about the perceived value over the actual value of the gift. But if you do have a hard and fast budget you need to abide by, we usually see the best results between 25 dollars and $50. The next tip I'll leave here is to keep your messages short and sweet. So many times I get inundated with cold outreach that is like a soliloquy. And I'm like, I wouldn't even have time to read this if my boss sent it to me, let alone a complete stranger who is clearly reaching out at a time that's advantageous to them and not to me. So our recommendation is to keep those gift messages between 200 and 250 words and make sure that you're always including copy that is both relevant and relatable. And when I say relevant, I mean, make sure that you're clearly articulating that you, you understand I, I lead demand gen, you know that these are the types of problems or metrics that I'm most curious or concerned around. And here's how, how your problem might be able, or your solution might be able to help unlock some of those problems. So that's what I mean when I say relevancy, but also making sure there's a sense of relatability and encourage your audience to say, wow, that person's actually taken the time to know who I am. And maybe they too love being at the beach or they're a huge Celtics fan, or maybe none of the above, but they can just say, oh, I've always wanted to visit Boston. Um, what's the weather been like this time of year, right? Let the person know that you actually see them as a person, not just their marketable persona, and you're way more likely to see an increase in conversion rate if you're able to keep a short and sweet message that is both relatable and relevant to the person. And then the last tip I'll leave you is if you are using gifting as a cold door opener technique, make sure you have a really thoughtful follow-up strategy in place. Many times I see folks think about gifting as a silver bullet, right? What they put in is what they get out. Well, that's not always true. If you put in contacts that are not yet ready to be engaged, you're gonna be disappointed with those results, right? So you wanna make sure you put in really good fit contacts. Similarly, if you don't have the right follow-up and strategy post-gift send, make sure that you're following up at the right increments, you're following up in different channels where your buyers might be more readily engaging, then you're not going to be as pleased with the maximum conversion as you would be if you did have a good follow-up strategy. So we usually see between three to five times following up post-gift send in order to maximize that conversion. All right, the second to last use case I'll talk about is using gifting to celebrate customer milestones. So showing customers appreciation and support is important for relationship building, but it can be kind of hard to stay on top of. So we think about leveraging gifting as a way to celebrate customers at big moments in their lives. So whether it's a birthday or an internal promotion or potentially around a funding the company just received or even just hitting a milestone in your own product, use those different things points in time to actually send gifts to drive surprise and delight experiences. So you can keep champion notes inside of Salesforce or whatever your CRM or customer record of choice is, and then make sure that you're looking at reports to help you keep track of what milestones are coming up for my customer base. And then hitting them with a gift completely out of the blue is a really great way to help underpin the fact that you care about them as an individual, you see them as an individual, and you don't just see them as a dollar sign in your book of business. And when it comes time to renewal, never underestimate how important moments like that come to making them feel about their willingness to want to renew with you. So the tip I'll leave you with here is to consider using Get gifting and video at this point in time. Video is a really great way to, again, communicate a one-to-one experience. And maybe it comes from the account manager who owns that relationship or the customer success manager who owns that relationship. But either way, if you hit somebody with a surprise gift and it includes a personal video from the sender, that's really what makes an experience stand out for that recipient. And then the last tip I'll leave y'all with is thinking about gifting to drive account expansion. So both gifting and video is a great way to introduce yourself if you are expanding relationships in your account. So steps to reproduce is number one, figuring out what exactly the new use case and new champion or buyer is. Once you've identified that person, introduce yourself with a gift in video. And then after the person claims that gift, automatically redirect them to some prescriptive content to help them understand how exactly your product might be able to help them in their roles. Bonus point, if within the video record, you can actually get your existing champion to co-host it with you. And it's a great way to communicate. We've seen success in this part of your business. Um, So-and-so recommended that you might be able to see something similar, and would it be okay to open a conversation about that? So that was a lot, but ultimately if you take nothing away from today's session, just know that the closer you get to the people you do business with, the better business you will do. So I hope you all found that helpful. If you have any follow-up questions, you can reach me at nina at alice.com, or you can go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player,